the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Day three, Columbus teachers strike and the start of Zoom schooling. Unless you are a parent who feels like that is disloyal to the Columbus Education Association and are telling your child you don't have to do it. I understand there are a lot of parents who perhaps cannot make virtual learning happen for their students. Maybe they don't have home internet. Maybe they don't have good home internet. Maybe they don't have a computer to connect with, but... It was a terrible thing when students had no alternative but to go to school on Zoom during the pandemic. And if there's a silver lining in anything, it is that now teachers seem to be all on board with the fact that virtual learning is vastly inferior to teachers being in the classroom. So I continue to ask if teachers say they want to be in the classroom and they say they're doing what they're doing for the kids, then go to the classroom and continue to bargain. Someone pointed out to me yesterday here on the Bruce Woolley Show that that is exactly what Westerville bus drivers are doing. They have not had a contract since July the 1st. Do we have Westerville kids stranded, unable to get to Central, South, North, and other schools in Westerville? No, we don't. Why? Because the bus drivers are continuing to work without a contract, knowing that when they come to a contract with the Board of Education, that the terms in the contract will be retroactively applied from July the 1st. It'll be a nice big chunk of change. First paycheck will be a doozy. Uh, That's how you do it if you're really in this for the kids. But I'm skeptical that the Columbus teachers are really in it for the kids because I remember, and I must thank those of you who, like me, have pulled your kids out of public schools and placed them in charter schools or private schools. I must thank you for pointing out to me yesterday that the Columbus Education Association, the Teachers Union, is party and parcel to a lawsuit. Now, not a lawsuit against the Columbus Board of Education uh, for higher wages, and make no mistake, that is exactly what this strike is about, higher wages. Uh, Do you think the teachers would lay down their picket signs and put away their T-shirts, which, while I'm on that topic, Does anyone find it curious that the vote to strike was taken Sunday night at 6 p.m.? And by Monday morning, the Columbus teachers who were picketing all had printed signs and printed T-shirts. Did they keep those in like a special if we go on strike closet at the CEA? (laughs) Would I be considered uh, an inveterate skeptic? for saying that uh, maybe they had those printed up ahead of time? Maybe the vote was uh, cosmetic and not actual? Hmm. 
But I digress. I'm going to guarantee you, if the Columbus Board of Education would come back to say today and say, hey, 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 Regina Fuentes and all your other CEA pals, how about if we give you an 8% raise this year and an 8% raise next year and an 8% raise the following year? How about if we commit to that? We'll sign that. Would you go back in the classroom tomorrow? Uh, uh, admittedly, with a few buildings still not air-conditioned, without adding any more teachers for art, music, phys ed, without changing the average class size at all, all these other demands that you have, that you say are more important to be addressed ahead of salary, because it is hard even for a teacher to make the case that salary is about the kids, unless the kids are getting the salary, which I don't think they are. But if the teacher's got a 24% raise in 8% increments over the next three years, how many teachers do you think would be on the picket line tomorrow wearing their We're on Strike t-shirts? I'll venture a guess. It's a nice round number, and my number is zero. This is about the money, and I don't have any problem with people striking over money. I have a problem with people telling me they're striking about something else when they're striking about money. They might say, well, you know, money concerns are important, Bruce. They are. Trust me. I spend more time than I should worrying about money concerns. But how do Columbus teachers do in terms of comparing their compensation to other teachers? Well, that's a that's a hard number to find, which, you know, is a little interesting, isn't it? You would think the Columbus Dispatch, bastion of journalism that it is, would want to every single day report the one thing that parents and interested parties would be interested in, and that is how much do teachers get paid and how much do teachers want to get paid, because that's probably the source of the divide between the Board of Education and the teachers. Yet I've noticed the Columbus Dispatch does not report that number. Now, they're not reporting that number because not because it's hard number to find. You can find it online. It varies. I will give you. Maybe they feel like, oh, we're so into accuracy here at the dispatch. We don't want to put a number out. If somebody could go to another internet site, say we go to uh, Indeed, and somebody else goes to salary.com, we don't want to hear people railing on us for printing the wrong number. If the numbers are remarkably consistent across the majority of sites that report salary information on Columbus teachers, and I'll tell you what's really consistent. While some say the average salary is ranges from 48,000 to 107,000 and others say it ranges from 58,000 to like 117,000. What is remarkably consistent is that Columbus teachers however they are compensated whether you want to look at average salary whether you want to look at median salary which means half or above the number and half or below the number what comes across loud and clear is that Columbus teachers are paid very well by the standard of other teachers in the state of Ohio and that Ohio te- uh, Columbus teachers are paid extremely well in comparison to other teachers across the country. Ohio teachers, in fact, you can find a couple of different comparisons online. One says Ohio teachers are the 14th highest paid teachers in the country, and one says they're the 5th highest paid teachers in the country. So I think that's generally indicative of the fact that Columbus teachers are not poorly paid relative to their profession. Now, if you chose the wrong profession... Well, that's not that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. That's not a parent problem. That's a you problem. So what can you do if you're a parent 
and you want your kid in school, you don't want them in Zoom school. Well, our friends at the Center for Christian Virtue are doing what they do. They're providing solutions to problems. There are six billboards now around Columbus reminding parents that, hey, you might be in a situation where with an Ed Choice scholarship from the state of Ohio, you can send your child right now to a charter school or a private school if they have openings. CCV is also open in a church in a hilltop, a school option for kids in that neighborhood. And that's an agenda item for them, an initiative for them that they hope to expand across the state of Ohio, and I think that'd be a great thing. But back to the whole Ed Choice option that CCV's billboards highlight and that you do have in the state of Ohio right now. Why do I say right now? Because, because there's a lawsuit, a lawsuit against the Ed Choice program in the state of Ohio. There are some people who do not believe that if you as a family have an income of approximately $70,000 or less, that you should be able to get a check from the state of Ohio to offset, if you're above 70000 offset. If you're below 70000 a lot of schools will take just the Ed Choice amount you get as full tuition. And so CCV is running these billboards around town saying you ought to check out the Ed Choice program and I don't blame them. While they're doing it, they're advocating for their proposal, which is the backpack bill, which would juice the number to about $10,000 for students. I think. I'm not I'm not 100% clear on that, but I know the backpack bill is a way to, I do know this, remove all the income limits. Remove all the income limits. Right now, if you're above 70000 which is twice the poverty level, you can't get an Ed Choice scholarship in Ohio. If you're below it, you can get an Ed Choice scholarship in the state of Ohio. CCV says, you know what? Competition's a good thing. Why don't we just remove the income limit? Why don't we get our friends in the Ohio General Assembly elected by the will of the people? Why don't we get them to vote in that, you know what? If you're a student, no matter what your parents make, individually or collectively, why don't we let those students take some of the funding given to their public school? Why don't we let those students have that money? Hence the backpack bill, figuratively speaking, visualize. The money's in the child's backpack, and the child can take it wherever they want to take it. I'm an advocate for that legislation. I think that is popular legislation, but it's not popular with, guess who? The Columbus Education Association. The teachers union. They're not just against it. They've joined the lawsuit against it. Columbus City Schools, Cleveland City Schools, all your big inner city school districts are against the voucher program in the state of Ohio. They're against it. And you know who made it so that they could join that lawsuit? The Board of Education in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, they voted six to one when they took a vote back in June to join the lawsuit. So in some sense... This is like rooting for the Taliban against Al-Qaeda. There's nobody really to root for here with the Board of Education and the teachers. But if I have to pick one, if I have to pick one, I'll pick the Board of Education because they're not lying to me like the teachers are. Uh, My uh, compliments to whoever at an open house at a Xenia school noticed something amiss 
yesterday when a 35-year-old man uh, had portrayed uh, portrayed himself, St. Bridget Catholic School in Xenia, uh, as a parent of a student. Uh, The only thing is, 35-year-old Reed Duran was not a parent of a student. And the officials at the school called the police. They approached uh, Mr. Duran, and he made comments that caused them to take him to uh, their headquarters and question him, at which point he grabbed a pen and tried to stab an officer before the interview began. That's a dead giveaway, that you are not a parent of someone at the open house. Uh, The more they talked to him, they finally got him to admit that he went there to try to kidnap one of the children. Wow, you cannot be too careful these days. I mean, you know. I think that's every parent's biggest fear is to have your child taken. Um, and there's a proliferation of um, perverts and evil people out there who are bent on doing it. So he's in jail, Greene County Jail, held without bond. And he should be held for a good long time. So kudos to those of you at that school. Now, we expect to get word today that President Joe Biden is going to may wave his magic uh, economic wand and do a David Copperfield. Poof! Make $10,000 of people's student loan debt vanish into the ether, just like that. Uh, whether Joe Biden has the constitutional muster to do that, whether he has the legal authority to do that, is another matter that hopefully will de- be debated and adjudicated and canceled. Now, I will say I did not have student loan debt uh, because I had a job that allowed me to make enough money while I was in school to pay off my debt with help from my brother who got help from all of his jobs and from another brother. We pulled together as a family to get the two of us through college who went to college and So we both graduated debt-free. I don't have a problem with accumulating college debt for those who have done it. I have a huge problem having debt wiped away or defaulting on debt because I believe that paying your debts is honoring your commitment. Again, we are in an era where we absolve people of responsibility for their own actions whether it is juvenile stealing cars, and I'm searching all over the place for details on a car theft last night in Columbus that I heard about but cannot find documentation for, which is that some kid stole a car with a baby inside. With a baby inside. And uh, had the good sense to stop the stolen car and drop the baby off on a street corner, then crash the car. Personal responsibility for personal decisions is a vanishing value in our society. We heard uh, a social worker the other day call the show and say that she doesn't think that some kids are aware that stealing a car is is unlawful. And I guess now people who borrowed thousands of dollars to go to college feel like there's nothing wrong with having Uncle Joe, Uncle Sam, the magic debt ferry, or somebody, cancel their student debt, $10,000 of it. Um, 
We will get into the impact on the economy and on inflation. But just from a pure value standpoint, what do you gain from paying off debt? Well, you build bricks in the wall of integrity and character. That's what you do. When you agree to do something and you do it at some degree of personal sacrifice, sometimes great personal sacrifice, you work a second job, uh, whatever you do, you have authenticated the principle of delayed gratification. How many things in our life do we invest in, not just financially, but with our effort, with our toil? How many things do we invest in and get the payoff later on? A lot of things in life like that. And that builds character. That builds integrity. That makes you feel good that you have satisfied your obligations. Conversely, when you incur a debt of some sort, whether it's a promise you made, a pledge you made, a loan you took out, and you do not honor it, what does that do? Well, it takes a bite out of, however big or little the chunk may be, out of your own conscience. Because you know that the right thing to do is to do what you said you were going to do, right? I mean, if you're a sports fan, you know the New England Patriots are the most successful NFL team of all time. What is the mantra of Patriots coach Bill Belichick while winning six Super Bowls? What is the mantra? Just three words. Do your job. That's the mantra. Do your job. You have a job. For Tom Brady, it's to be the quarterback. For some other guy you never heard of, it's to be uh, pretty anonymous on special teams. But if the anonymous special teams guy doesn't do his job, guess what? Guess what? It might filter over, and no matter how well Tom Brady does his job, the job of the team winning the Super Bowl doesn't get done. Similarly, in an organization, what is indicative of an organization that will fail? Employees who don't buy into the vision. Employees who don't do their job. And so if you're part of a society where you've taken out a loan and you've promised to repay that loan and you've not repaid that loan and that loan is then forgiven and you no longer are responsible for paying that loan, you not only feel in your heart, in your conscience, deep inside that you've absolved yourself of that responsibility and suffered the consequences, the hit, the damage to your own integrity and character, but you've not done your job for society because somebody's going to have to suffer the consequences of you not paying off that loan. And make no mistake, this is not just Joe Biden being able to erase $10,000 debt from people who make $125,000 a year or less. Somebody is going to have to account for that. And the people who will have to account for that are the people who were holding the loan. And in the case of the government, when, a fe- when it's a federal loan... I've said before, the government doesn't create any wealth. All wealth the government has comes from the taxpayers. That's you and me. So people not paying off their loans, that hurts you and me. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.